What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is your ghoulie, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones, and as always, I am joined by Cat and Rob. What is going on, guys? Not much. Drunk and a mad. Well, what else is new? Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. Wow. That is a hell of a way to start it off. Rob, when are you not mad is the real question. I'm not normally this mad. Oh, so you're madder. Yeah. Is what you're, you're trying yeah. to say. Yep. And now I'm trying to get drunker. Drunker and madder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that, that, that's a great combination going forward. We have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> this should be a good one. You'll hear me later. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we will. The yeah. drunker I get, I'm like, and I'm going to tell you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my goal is to now to get Rob to that point eventually. That would be <laughs> phenomenal. I'll tell you what. Goddamn Rob Zombie shit. Um, guys, we are here this week with a Patreon pick. We got our monthly mm. Patreon pick, guys. Rob, are you excited? I hate all of our Patreons. I hate all of our <laughs> listeners. I hate you too. I hate everybody. Yeah, okay. Let, let, let's just get into it now. Because this was done despite me. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Um, the omen power was used, which is the power to vote up movies you get to propose a movie you you put it out there and then we get the executioner power to pick and see what's going to go on and uh you know all that good stuff and and uh yeah this was a ghost pick anyone who's familiar with slash radio you remember ghost yeah, uh, also I'll deal with you later ghost <laughs> <laughs> also this horror life co-host yeah she uh Former co-host. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Breaking news. She threw the Devil's Rejects out there. First, Rob, uh, I, I know you don't keep up with uh, with the Patreon. Very, very nice of you. I, I would if I knew how to work it and I cared. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, she, first, she just threw out there Rob Zombie. That's not a movie. I know. That, that, that was my point of it all. So she first just threw out there Rob Zombie, which is why I feel like, yes, this was done despite you. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, kudos to her on that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're here talking Devil's Rejects. And, Rob, 
Well, what was the other movie? There was this one and another movie that we could have Underwater? Done. Yeah, which is a good movie, by the way. <laughs> so is this. Yeah, we'll get into that. I'm going to explain uh, to you why this is a terrible fucking movie. All right, if you say so. Um, but anyway, so we, we were talking before we, rec- we started recording this, and Rob told Kat and I that he would rather, last week we did Book of Shadows, The Blair Witch Project 2. Good job getting the title right. I was sure you would mess it up. I don't know how to take that. Anyway, um, that, <laughs> it's that's a stupid what, title. That's why it is. That's what we did last week, and mm-hmm. it, it it was just the biggest shit show ever. Awful movie. Awful. Terrible movie. But Cat, what did Rob say? He would rather watch that than watch three the times. Three I would times. rather watch. I would rather watch Book of Shadows, The Blair Witch Project, two three times than watch Devil's Rejects again. Four times? I would go four. Five. You're pushing <laughs> it, but maybe five. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I wanted to know what the limit was. I don't I, think I could go six. You don't think that's messed up? Like, honestly, Rob, honestly, come on now, man. There's no fucking way you could possibly feel that way. There's no way, man. Uh, it's 100% the way I feel. It's not because I think Blair Witch 2, whatever book of whatever the fuck, is a better movie uh, because it's not. Um, but it's a more enjoyable movie. Uh, I don't enjoy anything about the Devil's Rejects. On what grounds? We're getting ahead, we're getting ahead of we'll, ourselves. We'll get not, it's not it. talk about the movie time yet. I know. It's talk about the news or some shit. We'll, we'll get into it. I have one rebuttal that I think you might agree with. It's small, but I I, I do have one one point. Let's hear it, Kat. Oh, we'll we'll oh, get we'll into get it. All. Okay, yeah. we'll get there. We're gonna. This show has a structure. What in the hell is happening? Since when? We, <laughs> We're we, so excited about Devil's Rejects. We today. say hello. <laughs> we talk about our balls. We talk about Dan the Ball Man. All right. Okay. We do the news, and then we talk about the movie. At some point, I usually refill my drink, which is coming up real soon, by the way. Oh, great! Lucky us. Uh, we we unfortunately cannot talk about our balls at, at this point in time. Well, I mean, we could talk about our balls, but you know. We can talk about balls, whatever we want. Yeah, we They're my can. balls, damn it. <laughs> I love the idea that eventually our Manscaped ads get so out of control that they start paying us not to do them. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's like not our promo week and we're just like, hey, <laughs> guess what we all have? I was going to say, you can uh, check out the Lord Humphrey <laughs> Audio Entertainment Network for the new show, Rob's Balls. Oh, <laughs> Kat, you want to do that one? No. Uh, that was all you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I just answer phones. I shouldn't be subjected to Rob's balls. As our HR person, I am assigning you to that one. <laughs> oh, <wonderful. laughs> so sorry. About a hair away from quit. Oh, that's that doesn't yeah, come on. Well. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Well, I, I I just wanted to bring up before we really get going into this. There, there was a tweet that was interesting. A couple of tweets that were interesting, and it had to do with our voicemail from last week. From a friend of the show, Jinx. Uh-huh. Jinx. Uh, poor Jinx. Uh, Project Zero Cram, at Project Zero Cram on Twitter. He tweeted out saying that, uh, so I have been listening to Slasher Radio. Uh, he also said, everybody, go check it out, by the way. And in the latest one, a question was presented, a very subjective question. What makes a good horror movie? And... Um, Project Zero Cram uh, threw out there what he thinks makes a good horror movie. He said to me, I don't care what he said. That's not <laughs> nice. He said to me, what makes a good horror movie 
is the psychological thriller style horror. One where it gets your brain going, not knowing what is coming, and one that gives you an answer, but leaves you in a place where you can think more on the outcome and leaves other doors open. He also said a good example of that was Shutter Island. A few jump scares is uh, and a good story is what he's looking for. So, I mean, that, that, that sounds like a pretty good recipe to me. It's not bad. I was right there with him until the Shutter Island part, which it, I don't dislike Shutter Island, but that would not uh, have been my example of the things that were described. Yeah, my example <laughs> of what he was describing was hereditary. Um, <laughs> my example would not have been hereditary. Uh, well, that's just because you silly girl, you don't <laughs> like that movie. Um, I I made Rob so mad he forgot English there for I a did, second, <laughs> and, and the best I could come up with was "silly girl." <laughs> yeah, there you go, Rob. Get it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've been drinking, guys. No, I I like that answer though because I I I think that those are the kind of movies that stick with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if there's any kind of movie that's um going to actually you know quote unquote scare me. It would be that kind of movie, um, not while I'm watching it, but, you know, later that night when I'm up alone and all the lights are off or I'm laying in bed or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. those are the kind of movies that stick with you. That's so, fair. Solid answer. Yeah. What's his name? Peaches? Pe- Project <laughs> Zero Gram. So close. <laughs> oh. All right. Project Peaches. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it. I just like hearing what people think because there's so many different views of it. And horror is, I feel, by far the widest range of of genre because, you know, you could really do so much with it. And it's just interesting to hear what people think would be the perfect horror movie because, I mean, listening to you guys every week blows my mind. So, you know, it, it's just it's interesting. I like it. Mm. I would say Santa Jaws is a perfect horror movie. Oh, yeah. You need mm. to stop drinking. Let's talk about Santa Jaws. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would rather no? talk about Santa Jaws than this fucking thing we're talking about tonight. That is God, I hate nice. all you people. That is not nice. All right, guys. Uh, I, I feel like there's something that we were supposed to talk about, but I, uh, no, I don't think so. All right. News? Yeah, we, we do. L- l- let's get into the news. And Wait, uh, Do we have a voicemail? No, we don't have a voicemail. We're supposed to. Uh-huh. By, by the way, yeah, speaking of voicemails. You think Jinxie got kidnapped? Again, are we gonna horror court the fans over your tweet earlier? Is that where this is going? No, no, no. What? what? All right. Uh, I guess Rob didn't see it, which is probably a good thing for me. No, probably. I, stayed, I haven't been on Twitter in a while. Was don't it worry today? about it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're, you're good, Rob. Don't worry. I tweeted out a rainbow and butterflies. Have a drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn it! Now I gotta go look. You. what you say and do is a reflection on me i need you guys to keep that in mind quite literal (laughs) oh okay (laughs) uh that's going to impact how i use twitter (laughs) (laughs) i may or may not have made an attempt to you know help the show and get some voicemails in and i may or may not have used you as a rallying point you son of a i don't even know what you did yet but i'm gonna find it (laughs) And when I do, you're in trouble. Because <laughs> I know something stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's not really. It's not too bad. 
Now I gotta. I don't want to read all your stupid tweets looking for this thing. Well, I, I, I might, may or may not have told people that we were doing the Devil's Rejects this week, and uh, anyone who's a fan of the Devil's Rejects should have called the left. <laughs> leave a voice. Dear Lord, how many times did you send this stupid tweet out to every single person that replied? Okay, I see what you did. You're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It didn't even work. Which is even if we get annoying. any voicemails based on that, they are invalid. Why? Because you persuaded people to call in to irritate me. <laughs> Horror court. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, all right. Guys, let, let, let's just get into the news then. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. I'm so mad that that didn't work. Very upset. It's disappointing. Yeah, no, right? Like, come on now. Damn it, man. I, I feel like I'm fucking for. Oh, that's what I wanted to say to you, Rob. Oh. Uh-oh. My grandmother came by today. Oh, yeah. How is Grandma Bones? Grandma Bones is good. She had a little mini vacation. She's feeling good, looking good. Everything's great with Grandma Bones. Yeah? Gave me a big old hug today. Look, what's she doing on vacation? Eh, not much, you know. It, it yeah. wasn't really vacation, vacation, but you know, she got to lay in the sun, so she's happy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, I told her what you said. Oh, about Daryl. Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. her. And I let her even listen to. Uh huh. And I asked her if she would like. That was another attempt at me trying to get her to come on, and she still won't do it. Oh man. But she told me to tell you that you're jealous. And that sissies don't ride motorcycles. Ooh, she. You know what? She got. I didn't know Daryl rode a motorcycle. What the fuck? I <laughs> watched the stupid show. <laughs> How do you not know about these people? He doesn't watch the show. <laughs> I don't watch the show. Cat, did you know that Daryl rode a motorcycle? I did actually know that. See, hey, come on, come on, Rob. All right. all right. Well, I mean, in all honesty, that was really just an attempt to bait Grandma Bones into being on the show. Won't do it, um, man. I don't. Uh, I don't really have an opinion about Daryl one way or another because I'm not familiar with the character. But I am disappointed that it didn't work. Tell Grandma Bones that Rob will apologize formally if she comes on the show. I'm be honest, guys. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna give a shit. <laughs> she really. Uh, well. I. I was very underwhelmed at her reaction. Like, yeah. I mean, I could tell she didn't like it. I can mm-hmm. tell she did not like it at all. But, like, I really thought she was going to be foaming at the mouth and cursing and profound. She would have grabbed a wooden spoon and it would have been all hell breaking. <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure she'd at least call in. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, that is unfortunate news. I feel like she, because Grandma Bones is very smart. I feel like she knows what we're trying to do here. And she just <laughs> won't do it. Probably. She's hell bent. Yeah. It's disappointing because I think if Grandma Bones met me, she'd she just love me. She'd probably hit you with the wooden spoon. She probably would. That'd be all right. And I can tell you from experience, that shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that that's the Grandma Bones news for the week. She was not thrilled with you calling Daryl a sissy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shame well, on I tried, guys. Yeah. Eh, thanks. One day. One day. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, let's start off a uh, little... Th- th- this is up you guys' alley. I'm not going to have much to say about this. Apparently, there's something called Finn that <laughs> Eli Roth has made. Oh, it's not Fantabulous, is it? 
No, imagine <laughs> yeah, we, we got to copyright that. <laughs> we do. That's going to uh, get taken. Yeah, yeah. we got to get on that cat. Somebody's going to steal it right out from under us. Yeah, I don't think you guys got to worry. Damn, Eli Roth. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there's something that Eli Roth is working on called Finn. And it's a documentary about sharks, and it's going to be on the Discovery Plus streaming service. Oh, uh, it's about sharks? Yes. Like real sharks? I'm not interested. I only really like movie sharks. So I usually also only like movie sharks, but I like Eli Roth, too. Sometimes. I'm going to watch it. I, I think it's very funny that he's doing a shark, shark documentary. I would be interested <laughs> in it, Eli Roth. Uh, making a documentary about shark movies. I think that would be that would be good. I don't know if either of you have ever heard him talk about horror movies. He gets so excited. He does. Uh, he was a guest on uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs on one of their episodes. And just like the excitement in his voice when talking about these movies is just ridiculous. Uh, and he knows a ton about it. I mean, there's a reason he's the host of History of Horror, I guess. I was just gonna say, uh, I yeah. didn't see him on Joe Bob, but I did watch his uh, Shutter show. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should check that episode out, Kat. It's, uh, it's really fun to listen to him talk about. Uh, I believe it's, uh, the, it's a Fulci film he's talking about. I can't remember which Ooh. one. And he's way into to Fulci, and so listening to him talk about the movie's great. But uh, if he made a movie about shark movies, I would be in. That would but, be better. Yeah. But I'm going to give this one a chance. All right. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you guys. Real sharks are so amazing. So are fictional ones. Fictional <laughs> ones can eat the internet and talk and have little shark babies. Stop dragging bad CGI sharks from the thing. You're the one that said it. <laughs> it hurts my feelings, David. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll check that. I love Shark Week and shit. Like, all that stuff. Like, that's right up my alley. I love that shit. So, I'll check this. I, I don't have Discovery hey. Plus. Hey, hey, hey. I want to talk to you about Shark Week. Okay. Rob said the words Shark Week in the Twitter. This, so, I was house-sitting this week um, in the middle of nowhere. My internet was sporadic at best. Um, I signed into the thing. Uh, I signed into her Twitter feed. Rob had just said the words Shark Week and you were already yelling at both of us. And it's yeah. like, I didn't do shit. Did I? When? Uh, I earlier tried? this week. Oh. <laughs> maybe. Mm, maybe. Uh, but, and Cat and didn't do anything and I never deserved to be yelled at. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, I see you guys talking about sharks <laughs> and it just never ends good for me. It just, <laughs> if anything, this is more about you guys than me. Because you, you, I've, I've, I have a complex now. <laughs> you know what we need to do oh, Lord. for Shark Week. When, when is Shark Week? I don't know. The end of July, I think. Something like that. Oh, it's coming up. We need to get on this uh, shark bracket. <gasps> Mikey. <laughs> shark Cat. brackets. Why are you saying this like it's a good thing? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, I said, I said my absolute max bracket time was one a year. If one of them were sharks, I would make an exception. Son of a bitch. I gotta throw it out there. I'm just not saying. saying we should. I'm just saying that would be the exception to my bracket rule. I'm just saying <laughs> it's gold. Pure gold. That's all. <sighs> I, I'm mad now. <laughs> when, when's St. Patrick's Day in March? March, yeah. In March, yeah. In, in March, can we have an undersized killer bracket. <laughs> <laughs> that would okay. be a fair trade. No, that's when we oh, have yeah. to do 
March is when Shit. we do Murder Madness. All right, let's cancel Murder Madness and just do that <laughs> then instead. It'll work out better for me. All right, well, <clears throat> uh, I'm upset to say we are going to continue the topic of sharks. Uh, Jaws on the Water. Apparently, it's an event that I, I didn't know. I've seen images of this before, but I didn't know it was like a yearly thing. But it returns mm -hmm. to Texas, and it's going to be this summer, uh, July 3rd. Pretty yeah. much, they get one of those big fucking screens, play Jaws, and you can sit on a little floaty thing in the middle of the water and watch the shit. Yeah, I would, I would love to do that. Would you sit next to me, like float next to me? Yeah, I'd have to. I'd be scared. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't feel anymore. <laughs> no touching rubbers. I might, I might end up in your little floaty thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a sight. Jesus, I would call the police. <laughs> I mean, that—that's—I'm sure you guys have seen the images of this. I mean, oh it, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It, it I'm want to go, but to Texas. Yeah, no. Is my issue with this? <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's in Austin, like on a lake or something, um, which makes it less appealing. Like, I wish they did it somewhere in the ocean. Mm-mm. I wish they did it somewhere oh. in a pool. No. Yeah. Pool. Make a bit. I don't want that. Uh, California, get on this, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. say that. Well, aren't there a lot of sharks in California? That's what makes it exciting. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? Dan it. All of a sudden, a real fucking shark fin comes up next to you. No, 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 no. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Seen. I've never been attacked by a shark. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I haven't either. I would like to do my best to keep it that way. <laughs> I, I like when they do stuff like that. There's a, a film festival here um, that does like screenings um, based on like uh, in locations based on the movie. So like, I don't know. They'd show the movie Chef at a restaurant or whatever, you know? Uh, but one year they did uh, they did a screening of the Blair Witch in the middle of the woods. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, and I, I didn't get to go. I had to work or something the night that they did it. But uh, that would be, you know, I think stuff like that's kind of cool. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I would definitely, like you said, I, you know, we could all just come over to my house and go to the pool and watch shit. Little floaty things. That would be a lot cheaper. <laughs> going to fucking Texas. Yeah, I mean, yeah. plus it's not in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is a plus too. And I just saw a thing on Twitter. A guy I follow who's a stand-up comic. He tweeted, "This is so stupid, but it made me laugh so hard." He tweeted, uh, "I just flew back from Texas, and boy, are my guns loaded." That's funny. <laughs> so wow. stupid, but so funny. And, and pretty accurate. <laughs> All right, so let's leave the sharks alone, please, for a little while. Oh, uh, no. The next thing I wanted to talk about, and then this is just quick to mention, uh, Chucky the and the Child's Place movies are leaving Netflix in July. So if you haven't uh, hopped on Netflix to check them out, you don't got much more time. Yep, better get on it. Yeah. I did catch it. I watched uh, Child's Play 3 on there, mm -hmm. and I watched Bride of Chucky twice. I haven't seen Child's Play 3 in forever. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Oh, which is funny because I bought a Blu-ray set of all the movies. Yeah. But I, I own it. <laughs> I just haven't taken the time to sit down and watch it. I feel like those are more for just display. Because I have it too, but I never put the DVDs in. Nah, I like watching them. Halloween, I got that complete series. I got the, you know, Friday box. 
I believe it was a. It might have been a. Yeah, I think it was a Child's Play movie. Uh, I think me and Bobby were doing. Uh, it was actually Bride of Chucky, I think, when we did that episode. And I could not find it streaming anywhere. It was annoying the shit out of me. And I'm sitting there looking for where I can watch this. And I'm like, wait a minute. I own all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting right like five feet from me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go, go check it out. It's just like there's some of the like all these other movies that we talk about and stuff and the obscure things that you guys like. They're fun and all that stuff. But something hits different with those classics when you throw them in, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I got all those. I got the uh, I got the Elm Street box too. With all those movies. I got a box with all the Saw movies. <laughs> that fucker's collecting dust, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come off the shelf very often, but but it's there, goddamn it. Yeah. It actually, as a matter of fact, it, it came off the shelf once. <laughs> That's it. Welcome. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling Cat will make that happen again sooner than later. No reason to. We've already talked about all those movies. We're not have to revisit any of them. Oh, um, yeah, speaking of Saw movies, I, I I heard on This Hard Life that Ghost uh, went and rewatched all the Saw movies, so th- this Patreon pick might be a good time for us. Yeah. 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 Might want to be a little nicer to us, Rob. Just might be one a little nicer to Ghost. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she yeah. holds the power. Man. She needs to be nicer to me. She's mean. She's a bully. Moving what? along. <laughs> I know. Unbelievable. Uh, the we, we had talked about this a few weeks ago. The Fear Street, the three-part R.L. Stein thingy that's going up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they received an R rating for strong violence and gore. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know R.L. Stein had it in him. Apparently so. Yeah, I don't know anything about R.L. Stein other than Goosebumps. Um, I'm still not 100% clear on what this Fear Street thing is, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we will find out before any of you fuckers listen. <laughs> Suckers. Yeah, we're going to be getting screeners of these. So, um, obviously, no spoilers. We're not going to throw that out there. We're not totally. Oh, I am. You see Rob just tweeting everything. <laughs> They're not going to even send us the next screener. What the hell is this guy doing? I'm going to live tweet that son of a bitch. <laughs> He's streaming it on Twitch, the full fucking move, the full show. What's he doing with it? <laughs> Is he in a pool? Uh, <laughs> he's sharing a float with some poor guy. What the hell is he doing? Uh, yeah, so we're going to be getting screeners of the three-part Fear Street movie show. I, there's really not too much out about this. But, um, yeah, so we'll give you guys information. And, you know, we keep it real on here. So if it's worth seeing, we will let you know. Yeah, looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, and if it's not, and we're getting screeners... It'll be the last time you hear about Fear Street mentioned on this fucking show again. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to that like me? Like, I really am. I am. I think it's going to be fun. Um, If it's what I think it is, then I'm I'm excited about it. If it's not, then I'm going to be disappointed. So Rob's going to get kicked off of uh, <laughs> the screener yeah. program, but Mike and I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob's emails are going to just get blocked immediately. Rob, you better not screw us out of these things, damn it. Imagine we don't get our stuff because of Rob. What are you guys worried about? I think I would ever do that. <laughs> Last, but certainly not least, that fucking Halloween trailer, guys. Oh, my God. Did you watch it, Mikey? Ooh, ooh, wow. Yeah. Cat didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Are you we kidding talk, me? We talked about this. Yeah, I don't watch trailers for things anymore. I don't oh. trust trailers. I don't believe that they're not going to... I 
I can't believe that we live in a world now where I'm afraid to watch a trailer for spoilers, but that's where we're at. Like, yeah. there are a couple of, I mean, guess quote unquote spoilers in it. I didn't see anything that I thought was too spoilery, but the mask um, thing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, let me ask this before we move forward. Cat, will you be mad if we talk about the trailer? Yes. Damn no, it. I'll be. I'll. I'll forgive you. Okay. I'll do my nails or something. What, what, oh. what do you think about it, Mikey? <laughs> I thought it was fucking crazy, dude. And we're yeah. not gonna get into much specifics because the cat and anyone else who hasn't seen it doesn't want to see. It. You know, that's a new thing to me, by the way. Like, I didn't know people watching trailers was a really big deal, but I've heard, been hearing it a lot lately. Mm. Well, like I told Cat, I, I try to avoid trailers, you know, unless mm. like I'm at the movies and it plays. Right. Like I don't usually seek them out, but this one popped up on my Twitter feed, and there was just no way I wasn't pushing that play button. Yeah. You know, no. like it was right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was awesome. When I finished watching, I just had like this huge Halloween boner. <laughs> what the fuck does that look? Oh, wait, like, no, 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 never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I, huge might be an overstatement, but you know, <laughs> I like a realistic guy. All right, yeah. there you go. Um. Uh, man, we had James Jude Courtney on this show however many months ago. Um, I think it was the Halloween special. I don't remember. Uh, he told us, at which no one fucking reported either, by the way. Uh, but we pretty much had this before I seen it anywhere else. He told us, quote, that Halloween Kills is going to be like the 2018 Halloween on steroids. And man, does it look like it. Yeah, from that trailer, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kat, I mean, th- this is one... I- I'm just saying, this is one worth watching. Goddamn. I-, I mean, I'm excited about the movie. I'm going to watch the movie when it comes out. Okay. But see, th- I do see Kat's point, though, because, Rob, like, what if we go... We, like, we've seen this trailer, we're all hyped up, we go in there, and, you know, it's not what it's... Because I will say this, with all the all the 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 salami that got thrown down on that thing like how much room could there be for any more you know like that's what i'm worried about i felt like the it was cut quickly enough that it, it didn't ruin anything oh um, you know that was sort of my but uh, what if it's a collage of all the kills in the movie like, yeah that would i be mean upsetting. that's a possibility and if that happens then you know what jason blum's gonna have to fight me and my huge halloween bone that <laughs> shit's just not real um, yeah I mean that that would be upsetting but uh, man I'm, I I wanted to see it obviously it's Michael Myers the 18 was great you know uh, th- this this pushed it up a notch for sure yeah it's uh, it was it was really incredible mm-hmm. and if they do if this movie is more of what was in that trailer they got fucking balls boy yeah, yeah. I'm uh I mean I was already really excited for the movie. Um so now I'm just that much more. Yeah. Yeah, good for them. They got Whew, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Showed a friend of mine listening to him watch it was hilarious too, by the way. <laughs> he was he's all for it. But uh yeah, that, that's really all I have for the news, guys. Yeah. Um I have a small uh, thing. Okay. Uh for the news. <laughs> I I got a uh I won an ARC copy of a book that's coming out in October. I'm very excited about it. Okay. It's called Nothing But Blackened Teeth. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Uh, so they're like these paper things that have words on them. You read them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, hold on, Kat. Well, what is an ARC? I don't know what Thank that you. is. Oh, That's what I didn't oh. understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, what? I backed up too far. Uh, it's an advanced reader's copy. Oh. Uh, okay. So you j- I... I get to read it before it comes out. Oh, okay. And what's it called? It's it's the screening uh, equivalent for books. <laughs> cool. Uh, and it's called Nothing But Blackened Teeth. Okay. Well, I don't care for that. Uh, it looks spooky. Uh, I just got it in today. I got home late, so I, I haven't had a chance to look it over yet. But I'm I'm very excited. Got home late? What are you out there partying? I was house sitting. No. <laughs> oh. Did you throw a party at their house? Uh, no. I watched BoJack Horseman. No, so you're supposed to have a kegger at their the house while they're gone. Well, <laughs> then I wouldn't get invited back. <laughs> Let's be honest, they're not going to invite you back. <laughs> they have, multiple times. I'm the only person that gets along with their cats. <laughs> oh. They're very antisocial feral cats that someone has to feed. Uh, where did this book come from, though? Uh, it came from uh, Tor. Uh, no, it came from I don't even know Nightfire. Uh, who wrote it? Oh, uh, Cassandra Caw. Okay. Well, that's cool. You have to let us know how it is. Yeah, I'm. I'll talk about it when I read it. it it's not very long. I'll be through it pretty fast, but hmm. I'm excited. There you go. That's one of the things I look for in a book. Not very long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Much like your Halloween boner. <laughs> Sorry, it was right there. Huge. <laughs> God damn it. I, I just think of these poor people that Kat just house sat for. They're going to be like, why the hell are all these damn shark movies coming up on our prime now? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, guys, that's all I have for the news. That's it. Right. Yeah, I got nothing, guys. I delayed as long as I could for you, Rob, but we're, yeah. we're here. <laughs> we are. Yeah. We are here. We're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back with <laughs> the Devil's Rejects. The only news I have is I had a boner this week. <laughs> God damn it, why is boner? For, last week it was these nuts, now it's boner. What the hell is going on? <sighs> Alright, let me go refill my drink before we get into this bullshit. Okay. All right, guys. Hello, Rob. I'm back. Oh, All right. Wonderful. In a better mood? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's excited. I mean, I'll be glad. I'm, I'm, whew, that's a strong one. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that this is almost over with. Well, we got a lot. We're going to make this as long and slow of a process as possible <laughs> just for you, Rob. This week, uh, like we mentioned earlier, is our Patreon week. And the votes are in. Ghost has won. We're talking the Devil's Rejects. This is a revisit for Slasher Radio, although the first time I have spoken to Cat and Rob, well, I've spoken to Rob about it. He should talk Devil's Rejects on many occasions. But the first time we're actually doing a formal episode about it together. So I'm excited. I do sort of feel like since this movie's been covered, it should be disqualified. <laughs> mm, that's not fair. No. Huh. Yeah, let, you know, I, I just want to start this by mentioning, I, I had mentioned this before, any longtime listeners know, uh, the last time this episode was done on this show, there was controversy. And uh, 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 the acting of Sherry Moon Zombie mm-hmm. was critiqued heavily. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of people on Twitter didn't like that. So I, I just want to start off by saying that I feel like I, I want to get it out there that Cherry Moon Zombie, man, as much as people do give her shit, man, like I, I couldn't see Baby being played by anybody else. Sherry Moon Zombie um, gets a lot of flack uh, for her acting online, and uh, a lot of people attack her, which I always find ridiculous because she is typically the least of the problems with any Rob Zombie film. <laughs> right. Um, she is. I, look, would I give her an Oscar for her performance? No. No. But. Um, I think she's very good. She's very good, particularly in this role, but I think she's right. very good in all the movies that I've seen her in. Um, I think that she um, maybe has... A, because I think the, the cast that surrounds her is so good that maybe it makes her not look as good uh, when she shares so much screen time with Bill Mosley and Sid Haig and people mm-hmm. of that caliber. caliber. Um but she is uh, she is a fine actress. I don't I never understood that. And I so I know her mostly from these movies. Um, Me too. So I, I this might not be true outside of a uh, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, Three from Hell context. Uh, but my opinion, I like I think she's very talented. I think she's a very good actress. I think she might be put at a slight disadvantage, not uh Kind of like Rob said, because uh, she's, you know, around Bill Mosley and Sid Haig and, uh, you know, very talented people. But also, like, I, Baby's character is very different, um, I, I think, than the other ones. Like, she's definitely, in, in Devil's Rejects in particular, um, it, she lacks some of the serious nature. Like, her her role is written with slightly less range, I think. Um, okay. But I don't think that's on her. Like, I think she does a very good job bringing baby to life. And I, I, I think as a character, it was very believable, annoying, but believable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's always been my thing with it was I like, you know, having seen it, you know, we've only seen her play baby. So it's a lot easier to come to this conclusion. But, you know, like, I, I couldn't picture anyone else pulling this role off the, as well as she did. Like, you know, she's not going to be stealing any roles from Julia Roberts or nothing. But. God damn it, man. Like for, for this type of character, man, she nails it like every time. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to get that out there. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a problem with her performance at all. I think, I think she's very good. And actually a lot of the things that I remember looking back on the series have to do with Sherry Moon Zombie. Like she, she had a lot of uh, very memorable moments in these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Plus she got that hot, crazy girl thing going. I was just, uh, that was actually, um, I, what I want to move into next. I had, I know I said I had one. I had two defenses uh, for Devil's Rejects for Rob, uh, and you stumbled right onto the first one. It's got one of the hottest, craziest girls mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I took note. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> the the other one, um, I, it's the only quote I think that I took from this movie in my notes, um, and it's last thing I need is horny robots running around tripping over shit. And if yeah. that's not peak writing, I don't know what is. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's like... that did make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I did. I didn't write it down. I didn't put it in my notes, but uh, I almost did. Um, because that, that was a funny line. Um, that's my, I that's will... my whole uh, defending this movie to Rob the points. Those are all both of them. And 
Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> honestly, I I I'm gonna be hard on this movie, but probably not as hard as as people expect me to be. Okay. I will say that. That's surprising. Um, because I, there are things that I, I I won't say I like about this movie, but that I appreciate. I think that this is probably peak Rob Zombie for the style of movie that he makes. Um, and as a director, what he's trying to do, the aesthetic that he's going for, he completely nails. The direction in this film is perfect. And the performances are very good. So what the hell is your problem with it? I think it's a movie that believes that it's more than what it is. Uh, I think that with this movie, Rob Zombie, in his mind, was creating some sort of Bonnie and Clyde tale, but he doesn't come close. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde were are interesting sort of folk heroes because they were bank robbers during the Depression. These are just terribly sadistic, monstrous people that I am suddenly supposed to feel something for at the end of this movie when there's absolutely no way that I ever will. Um, and he does everything in his power to try to make me feel something for them. In the end scene when Freebird is playing <laughs> and he's cutting to flashbacks of them as like this happy, smiling family as they're having a shootout with the police. I'm supposed to feel something for these characters, and I don't. They're awful people. There's nothing redeemable about any of them. And they, I mean, obviously they didn't die because we know there's a third movie, but they die at the end of this movie and they should have died. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let me ask you this. These people should be dead. Let me ask you this. Now. You say that, but you love Michael Myers. How? It's different. It, it's very different. Because slashers have that kind of, yeah, slashers have that kind of, um, almost supernatural quality to them uh, that we kind of expect, especially, you know, because it's slowly introduced. This is a trilogy. This is not like the fifth or sixth or seventh movie where they're getting resurrected, uh, where, like, we slowly build up that superhuman expectation. And a lot of what made Devil's Rejects in particular, uh, looking more at this one and less at House of a Thousand Corpses. But, like, part of the thing that had established them is that this is, like, a grittier... I don't want to say realer, because it does still have that kind of, like, grindhouse, over-the-top quality to it. But, like, it, it's just... It's a very different tone than a slasher movie, where you expect people to come back. And I would also say that in slashers, um, there are you're not supposed to root for Michael Myers. You're not supposed to be on Jason's side. You're not supposed to be on Freddy's side when you're watching those movies. You're always given a final girl or some other main character that you're supposed to be rooting for. In this movie, we see this thing strictly from the perspective of these three monsters who delight in torturing people, bringing misery about. And this movie lingers on that and seems to it, the film itself seems to delight in the punishment that these people are doling out to innocent people i actually i i wanted to talk about that also uh that was one of the first notes that i took um and my experience with this movie is we were talking about this before the show too i've been on both sides of the devil's rejects argument 
Uh, there was a time in my life where I this was one of my least favorite horror movies. And there was a time in my life where this was one of my favorite horror movies. I've been like kind of back and forth on it for a long time now. But the the reason why I really hated it when I first saw it is because House of a Thousand Corpses is one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite uh, horror movies. It's one of the reasons why I started watching Rob Zombie. And um, I'm not going to say it doesn't have its problems because it absolutely does. But I was expecting this to be more like House of a Thousand Corpses. And they kind of honed in on one of what was, in my opinion, the least satisfying aspects of House of a Thousand Corpses. And they're like, that's the part. And we're going to make a whole movie about it. And I was like, oh, gross. Why? Um, (laughs) And I I was really disappointed because I thought it was going to be a lot spookier, I guess, than it was. But. And because I and and then even when I was uh, learning to like the movie a little bit more, even when I was like hyped up and going to see Three from Hell in theater and I I did like the double feature and like even during that phase, I don't think I ever really appreciated until this rewatch. They really do set it up to make you feel for the Firefly family. And I I didn't. I, I do get what Rob's saying. It's actually one of my criticisms later on. But like one of the first notes that I took. Uh, was that like right from the beginning uh, they do kind of set it up to kind of garner that sympathy which I think was a surprise just because of the way that it shot even before the shootout comes uh, there the police are driving up and they have that shot of uh, I almost said baby they have that shot of tiny out in the woods and it just it's set up where the horror has suddenly twisted. Like, they were very much the antagonists of House of a Thousand Corpses, and now suddenly we're feeling like something is coming in and invading their home. And it's, I think it's the most subtle foreshadowing that uh, Rob Zombie has ever done. Just, like, that subtle camera shift uh, perspective change that really sets up the movie. And I had never appreciated that until this watch, where it's like, that's actually kind of well done, if if they had done the character writing as well as they had done just like the camera angles and the shots and stuff, I I, I would have understood that sympathy a little bit better. Yeah, I, I just there's I have no sympathy for these these characters whatsoever. Um, I don't want to spend any amount of time with these people, and I'm forced to spend this entire movie with them, um, and I hate it. I just I absolutely hate it. I hate the entire experience. There, I don't know how. Because there, I mean, what what do you like about it? What is it that makes you want to watch them be awful to these people who've done nothing to them? I mean, they spend we spend how long in that hotel room with that poor stupid singing group just being tortured and humiliated for no reason? It's just it's pointless. Uh, there were part of that that hotel scene. It's it not was, a scene, though. That's the thing. It goes well, yeah, on forever. I, I will say this on the rewatch. Uh, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but you know, when I watch them for the show, it's a little like I pay a little more attention. It's a little different. I will say this that that did go on a little longer than it probably should have, and even a little longer than I remembered too. With as many times as I've seen it, <laughs> which is strange, but. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck exactly it is. I'm going to be honest. I have no fucking clue exactly. I can't quite put my finger on it, but they're, they're just like, Otis is such a badass, dude. And I know he's a piece of so, shit badass, but 
he's just got like when we watch movies like this, like we watch a lot of fucked up movies, you know, and I, I get it. They're supposed to be the villain and then they try and paint them as. But I mean, I could see a world where, you know, like I got I got a a, a very Manson feel from this movie, you know, and as fucked up of a person as Charles Manson was, I'm not going to defend anything he did. But, you know, like they, there was that family aspect a little more so here, like a legitimate family. Like, you know, you hear stories of Manson and it's like he's brainwashing people to get him to do for him. Like these guys were actually a family, you know, and it's like, yeah, they're fucked up people and all. But it's like they're they're still they're still a family, man. Like when they lost someone, when they lose someone like like that hurts them, you know? Yeah, but who cares? They because, do. They've, because they've hurt so <laughs> many people that I've watched them. I know. I've watched, I mean, I literally watched a guy dance around in front of a woman wearing her husband's face. And now I'm supposed to feel bad for that guy? Fuck that guy. But you don't enjoy the shit that they're, I mean, not all of it, because, you know, no, some of it No, I don't was enjoy cringy. any of it. But really? I, there, nothing, there's nothing about no. it that I, that I enjoy. I don't, uh, um, you know they're they're i mean they they're murdering people for absolutely no reason they're terrible to these women that they come across uh for no other reason than the fact that they can be um no there's nothing that i like about this movie or these characters at, so, at all before like we get too far away from the hotel scene um i and it's really weird i feel like it's a different experience every time i watch this movie with the hotel scene, uh, like I said, I really hated it. I, I hated the Devil's Rejects so much the first time that I watched it because it was just not what I expected it was going to be, and it it let me down. And um, I didn't watch it for several years after that. Um, and the only part that I remembered in my memory, uh, the entire, the entire like runtime of Devil's Rejects was just that hotel scene. I'm. <laughs> I don't know, like, how I thought they got there or how it ended or anything, but, like, I remembered that and I remembered them driving away. And those were, like, the two things that... Because it just... It felt so gratuitous and so over the top. And I just... I hated that scene so much. I thought it was practically the entire movie. Um, it is, I think, one of the things... And it's kind of weird to say because it's, like, I, I do still kind of... It's an uncomfortable thing to watch. Parts, yeah, parts of it definitely are. I'm not going to say that it's like one of my favorite scenes looking back or any one of my favorite parts looking back, but I will say in a weird way, just because I remembered it so vividly and still even when I'm thinking about like just there aren't a lot of things in horror that make me that uncomfortable. And in a weird way, I think that makes it like weirdly effective. It it does. Like it lingers for so long, and it's it's one of those things. There aren't very many times in my life where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rewatch a movie because it made me horribly uncomfortable. But it is there is kind of something to be said about like the effectiveness of it because that's yeah. what he was trying to do, and it right. worked. <laughs> well, it's well, but and I I said that it's a well made film. Yeah, everything that he's trying to do, he does. He does, but that doesn't mean that I have to like it. No, uh, it, it reminds me. I, I, the closest movie that I can think of is uh, another movie that I think is really good that I will I've seen maybe twice and I'll probably never watch again is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the same kind of vibes from this from this movie as I got from that one. Like I don't, I don't get the. I actually, that one, uh, I like a little more than this one because I get the point of that one. Right. Uh, I feel there's more. There's a little more humanity in Henry than there is in any of the characters in this movie, and I think that's really the problem that I have with this movie more than anything else is there's just no humanity there at all. There's nothing for me to relate to or even even the you know quote-unquote good guys like the sheriff is a just a dumbass dickhead i have a long long rant in my notes about the sheriff uh he is my least favorite part of the movie his dialogue is awful his dialogue is awful his reactions are they broke my suspension of disbelief multiple times he just fucking goes off on that guy about elvis and it's like oh my god i put that in my notes too as a matter of fact i think my note says the scene with the movie critic is dumb as shit. That's what I wrote down because Mine, it is the stupidest scene I have ever seen. And it serves absolutely no purpose. That whole thing about the Marx <laughs> Brothers serves no purpose other than to drag a film critic into this movie to point out how nerdy and stupid film critics are, I guess. My uh, my I have like two consecutive bullet points in my notes, and it's like the movie expert sure does exist. And Elvis fans are scary. It's my entire takeaway from this film. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And, and But that's the whole thing. Everybody in this world, there's nobody that I could relate to at all that is in this world. Uh, you know, like even the guy selling chickens. Like, what the guy's talking about fucking chickens? <laughs> you know, like, what? What is that? I don't even understand why, where that dialogue comes from. Why is that necessary? Or what's the point? It's just there to be there. I yeah, and like with the sheriff too, like it it was one of those things where it's like I kind of thought that they were setting it up for a revenge arc where it's like eventually they're going to get what t- what's coming to them, it's going to be satisfying. Um and then but it wasn't cuz I didn't like yeah. him. And no. then it was like and and it also I and then I thought maybe, you know, like on the rewatch, like maybe it's a descent into bandit story, but he starts off just crazy. And it's like, how has he been the sheriff for this long? Yeah. Yeah. And if there is any revenge arc in this movie, it's the Firefly family getting revenge on him. On, yeah, him. Cause it, yeah, yeah, it turns it around and it's like, I, yeah, you know, I, and Rob Zombie makes this movie and it's sort of like, uh, you know, this, I don't know, love letter to the, you know, exploitation movies of the seventies. Or whatever, which is fine, but it it feels like he watched all those movies but didn't get the point of any of them. Uh, what I like about it, um, one of the things that I like about it, uh, one is just that it's effective in a lot of places. Like it it sets out and and does the thing that it's trying to do. I I do kind of think that there's something unsettling after you've seen it that wouldn't have been achieved if I had liked any of the Firefly family, because there is just kind of that, like, you watch the whole thing, and the I think the sheriff might have been taking it too far. I think it's one of the reasons why I always get so mad about the sheriff. But, like, if you're just looking at the story with the family, what really gets me about it, and, and what I think about it after I'm done watching, is that, like, there really was no point, but that's kind of a scary, like... It's kind of an uncomfortable thing to settle with, where it's like, you could just literally run across someone who could kill you, or torture you, or humiliate you, or all three, and there's not going to be, like, and that's just normal life for them. 
that's I mean, that's sort of what makes the original Halloween scary. There's no reason. Yeah. In, in the, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween, he's not Lori's brother. There's none of that bullshit. It's just, you know, she happens to drop off the key at the Myers house and he happens to be there. And, you know, he starts stalking her and that whole night happens basically by chance. I get that. But John Carpenter and Halloween tell that story in a way that gives me a character that I can root for. I see that from the perspective of Lori. If he, if that movie was told from the perspective of Michael, I would hate that movie. Which, which I guess is fair. I, I think it was a little bit more unsettling. The, like, I, not more unsettling than Halloween, but I, I think, like... Well, well I, actually, I, wait, hold on. I'll, I'll roll that back. It, it's more unsettling than Rob Zombie's Halloween. It's more unsettling than Halloween because it's more graphic and more violent than Halloween. I... I, I think there's just I, I think it was an angle that we hadn't seen as much like people expect you because so much of horror traditionally comes from empathy, you right. know, and Devil's Rejects didn't give us that. It gave us like no crutch. And I, I think it's one of the things that does make it like stand out, mm -hmm. you know, because we really it's it's kind of like the it's kind of like those art media pieces where there's like no plot and it's mm -hmm. just disturbing imagery, but there, there's a plot to this. It's just like, we have nothing. We're giving nothing to root for, nothing to hope for, like no kind of everything's a worst case scenario and it's all random. And it, in a weird way, I do think that it made it more effective for me because I have nothing to latch on to. I will agree with you that it stands out. It stands out as a really bad movie. <laughs> You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. And and that's a, a prime example of why I don't give Rob Zombie. I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie fan in the world, but I, that's why I don't give him shit like every, a lot of other people do. Because, you know, like the, the dude don't play by the rules, you know, and I, he look, should I, try it. <laughs> I don't think so, because you know what? Nobody is saying. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, man, you know what? I wish Rob Zombie would make a nightmare on Elm Street. And I am the one of the people who are not, I don't like what he did with Halloween. And that's why I, I you know, I'm not a huge fan of his Halloween movies because he's not going to, like, Halloween plays by the rules for the most part. They, they built, they made the book for the rules pretty much. And that that's just not a lane for him. So I, I the, the guy goes, I want Rob Zombie to make a Rob Zombie movie. That's it. You know, I want I want to see Rob Zombie make a good movie because <laughs> I think he's a very good director. I do think he's a very good director, but I have yet to see him make a good movie. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, Rob. I, I don't see anything wrong with a movie that's outside of traditional things. And Kat laid it out perfect. Like, this is just his own thing. You know, there's that you're not supposed to really. There's no one to really pull for or anything like that. And then, and let's keep in mind too, this movie was not made for us for the most part, maybe Rob exceptionally here, but th this, this is for people who are into that, like, you know, that dark humiliation, demonic devils shit. I you have know? said about this movie in the past that it's a movie for dumb people. <laughs> it's, it's a dumb. movie that a dumb guy would watch and go oh isn't that cool <laughs> but but it's it, it's for that that satanic group man and you know what I, this is why i like it so much because that's what this is made for 
but even like the credits, man, like I, I noticed the credits a lot more than I ever have in this, in this watch because the beginning credits are rolling and it's him killing people. And they have this, you know, for the most part, upbeat music. It's like, that's some dark, sh- weird shit, you know? And like, it's in there. And, and it, it's for that group of satanic kind of into that, that humiliation, shame shit. But it also crosses over to where people with a more, um, I guess, universal taste for horror movies can like it. Well, people who are into dark, humiliating, shame shit, it might be made for them. It is. But that doesn't yeah. mean that I have to like it. You're right. And, You're and right. I don't want to like anything that those people like because those people <laughs> sound fucked up to me. Like, I don't do. want to see innocent people uh, humiliated and tortured and killed for absolutely no reason. With and and not only that, it's not just that they're innocent people, well, innocent people who are murdered and and all that. It's the it's how much this movie seems to revel in it that drives me nuts. I've said this about his Halloween movies too. Those movies seem to revel in the violence and the destruction that's caused more than any other horror movies that I've ever seen. I don't like it. I don't think it's necessary. Um, and I'm not even sure what the point of it is. If I if I could understand what the hell the point of this movie was, maybe I would like it a little more. But I just don't see it. It doesn't appeal to me in any way. There's nothing about it that uh, there's absolutely nothing about the two hours that I spent watching this movie that was enjoyable, other than the robot line. That was the <laughs> only time that I, I enjoyed like the this robot movie. Line. Uh, the rest of it was just uh, it was just like. I don't know. It was just like this weird, sadistic shit that kept happening on screen in front of me. And I, I don't want to see it. Um, so that that ties into something for me, uh, for, for my takeaway that Mikey said earlier about what a badass um, Otis is. Where it's where I actually uh, on this take especially got kind of like the opposite vibe from him. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of the. um. It's kind of like a weird dichotomy that serial killers have because there's like this this fear and and mystique. But when you just like when you strip all of that away, they're just like overconfident fanboys of the devil in a lot of cases. Manson is a really good example. Uh, I was thinking a lot about Richard Ramirez and some of his uh, some of his interviews Mm -hmm. Uh, like and Otis, I think, is a very believable like he's just kind of that weird, awkward, gangly. Like, you, not to the point where you feel feeling sorry for him is maybe not the correct word, but you you feel kind of like, I there's just that kind of repulsion there for Otis, oh, yeah. where it's like, and when he's killing the uh, when they go to dig up the guns and he's ranting about how he is the devil and he's above every or he he's you know doing the devil he's doing the devil's and, work yeah. and everything and it's just there's just kind of that like. There's just kind of that pathetic underlying quality to the whole thing where it's like this man is so demented, y- you know, he's just like so full of himself. And I and that's kind of like that's an aspect of serial killers that I don't think is portrayed very often that I do think goes in hand in hand with that kind of like senseless violence. You know, we're seeing it from their angle where we're, we're seeing Absolutely. their perspective of just like 
this is how disconnected this kind of and, and there is always that underlying threat that I think Otis in particular portrayed very well where it's like there are people that think this way there are people who do fucked up shit like this for no reason like other than you know they think they're doing the devil's work or they you mm-hmm. know they think that they're gonna get something out of it and there's just like there's something very sad about that kind of mentality that I, I don't think I've seen any other movie that, that gets that across quite so um, well. I would, I would agree with that, but I still think that this movie makes the fatal error of expecting me or, or, or trying to make me feel sorry for these people. I just don't. And so there might be, there, I'm not going to say there might be, there are people out there like that. You know, we've seen it. I mean, you mentioned Richard Ramirez and, and stuff. Um, those people do exist. And I, I get that, but I don't feel sorry for those people. And I'm not going to feel sorry for Otis, uh, you know, not after watching him fondle a woman with a gun. I, I guess maybe that was like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm giving him too much benefit of the doubt, but I didn't necessarily feel like I was supposed to sympathize with them so much as I was supposed to, like, spend a little bit of time watching them, whether or not I wanted to, yeah, you but know? Yeah, who the fuck wants to do that? I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to have sympathy for this guy who, you know, dances around in front of a woman wearing her husband's face. It's just not going to happen. And, and I do feel that this movie wants me to feel sympathy for them or, or try to understand them in some way. Uh, it's the only way I can rationalize that ending that he gave him, which, again, is essentially the ending to Bonnie and Clyde. Right. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and, but, you know, when you're playing Leonard Skinner's Freebird, as they're going out in a blaze of glory and you're flashing back the video, you know, the, what looks like home movies, basically, of them being this happy, smiling family, which, by the way, is the only time we see them as a happy, smiling family. This close-knit family doesn't even seem to like each other that much because they're <laughs> always yelling at each other and telling each other to fuck off and threatening to kill one another until that last uh, scene where we finally see, you know, some home videos of them smiling together. But that's the interesting part of it, man, because even with all that, they do love each other. Look at the shit they go through for each other, you know? Look at those scrapbooks. Yeah, fucking scrapbooks. Don't, uh. No, like, I... Because you're complaining about the scene at the end a lot. Like, it came out of nowhere, which I, I think they overdid it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that, that was one of my takeaways from the end, is that they, they overshot that a little bit too much. But, like, I, I do think it was kind of, like, a nice tie-in to the whole... Where it's, like... Uh, even though they were really demented, very fucked up memories, like, uh, Mama Firefly the entire time was working on collecting these happy memories for them. And I I saw the end as kind of like a callback to that. If there's a bad actor in this movie, it 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 is the woman that played the Mama Fly. That was terrible. Did they recast her from House of a Thousand Corpses? I don't know. I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses once, didn't like it. Does anyone um, know? I feel like she was a better actress in House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I think, and and my guess is that was what Rob Zombie, the direction that he gave her, like that's what he was going for with that character. Yeah. I don't necessarily know that she's a bad actress, but that was terrible. I hated her performance in this movie. I can see that. I can definitely see that.
I don't know, man. They, they, that's the thing. Like, we, we can't understand it. We can't grasp it because as much as we do want to tell our family to fuck off sometimes, you know, like that's <laughs> usually not, especially that often, that's not the case. But, you know, like that that's what I find kind of interesting, too, is like even with all that going on, man, they had the Tutti Fruity moment, too. Yeah. <sighs> You know, Tootie fucking I'm gonna be man, hearing that, that in my mind for like the next so several annoying. weeks. It, 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 <laughs> it was, but you know what, dude? Like that was them fucking bonding. That was their fucking family road trip. I get. I did see a little bit of that bond between Captain Spaulding and Baby throughout yeah. yeah. the movie. You do see that. Um, but it would have been more realistic if Otis had not been in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Because I didn't see any of that between him and Spalding or between him and Baby at all until the end scene, which is, um, I don't think it came out of nowhere. I think that the intention was to build this story to that moment. I think, unfortunately, it's not effective in doing that. So it does feel to me like it comes out of nowhere. And it doesn't work on me the way that I think that he wants it to. In that I don't have sympathy for these people, and I never will. I'm glad they're dead. I don't know, man. I don't see anything wrong with watching, you know, like, as far, and there, don't get me wrong. There are moments where it's like, okay, that that's a little, you know, a cringeworthy moment, and I didn't like it. They, they was there, but it was that's what it was meant to do to you. And that kind of goes back into the um, the hotel room scene. I think part of why, like, Kat liked it, at, at least I that that's what I gathered from what she was saying. It, it was such a powerful scene because it's so like, it's imposing, you know, in so many different ways. But I think the, the, what really makes it to where I can say I liked it, at least most of it was dude, the ending was such a fucking payoff, man. And like, like Rob said, Rob zombie is incredible at what he does. Like, dude, that's that shower scene. I said it the when the first time we did the, the this movie on the show. I could picture Rob Zombie standing in the in the bathroom scene with the blood everywhere. I could picture him in there himself, like painting like you know the red or whatever they use for the blood on the wall. Like it looked fucking perfect, man. Like that's what I would imagine and picture in my head that would look like to mm-hmm. the fucking T, you know. And it's like, it, it, I, I don't know, man. Then her running out with the thing, the face on, it was like, that was so fucking crazy in a good way, man. That it's like, See, how I, I don't, I don't find that crazy in a good way, though, to me. I think that was cool. No, I don't think there's anything cool about oh, that. Come on. I will say awful. that was one of my f- least favorite parts of the movie. Really? Because, and it was a cool shot. I like I'm gonna give that to you a hundred percent. It was a right. cool shot, it was scary, it was unsettling. It was one of the other it was the only thing other than the sheriff that really broke my suspension of disbelief because she could have made it. She could have been the thing that we rooted for. And I understand that for that reason, for this movie to work, she had to die. I get it. But she was free. Uh she had survived the ordeal. She was completely free. Her hands were free. She could have gotten that thing off. She could have stopped running. She could have talked to the maid. She could have talked to the maid before the big reveal. Like they gave her too much freedom for it to be believable for me. You know? Yeah. I, I mean like, I can see that. I, that one, it was hard for me. It was one of those like and, and you never want in a movie like this for you to be like 
is that how that would work? You know, because <laughs> it's it's a, that one was a little bit distracting for me. I don't ding them too much for it because like for everything that was mentioned, like the shit that went on in that fucking hotel room, and you have a a spare second of freedom. Like, yeah, I do. I I don't know if I would know how to fuck that either. You know what I mean? Like, it, it could go either way, but I I understand it. For I sure. would get my husband's fucking face off of mine. Like, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was first question. and foremost. That would be. <laughs> I don't know. I I thought that was crazy. It was like it was just one of those moments where you look at the at the TV and you're like, what the fuck? No, I had a lot of those moments during this movie. <laughs> You know, th- this movie would have been a thousand times more interesting if it had followed the character of Charlie, by the way. I really what? liked him. Was that his name? The black dude? The pimp? Yeah, he was cool as shit. Like, yeah. I, I'd love yeah, to watch a movie fun. about that guy. <laughs> I bet he was. Yeah, that dude was, he, he was cool. Or if it had just been uh, Danny Trejo and Diamond Dallas Page, oh like just God. hanging out. I, I would have enjoyed that. Anything other than what we got, I probably would have enjoyed. I just and that that is, I think the the biggest thing. I I get what you guys are saying, uh, and that the movie's supposed to make you uncomfortable and blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, why in the fuck do I want to watch that for two hours? Why do I want to watch something that's uncomfortable and cruel for no reason that I can discern for two fucking hours? When I could be watching Santa Jaws. How you could say this is as bad as you say it is and then say you want to watch Santa Jaws <laughs> mind-blowing to me. I'll never I will say, uh, I, I will probably moving forward. Um, th- and that's the thing. This is, and I feel this way with psychological horror sometimes too, to a lesser extent, where it's like, I, it, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because you tackle these certain genres, you tackle these certain like niches of horror where uh, the if you do your job right, the audience is not going to want to watch it very often. And I, I think Devil's Rejects like that is, it, it's very much how I feel about it. Like, I'm probably in my life going to watch Santa Jaws more times than Devil's Rejects, even though I had a head start with this one. Uh, just because, like, I would rather be entertained than made uncomfortable. And it's a testament to how well they did with Devil's Rejects because it does make me uncomfortable and I don't watch it very often. And, you know, I that's also something that I say, though, about some of my favorite movies, uh, movies that I like more than this. Uh, there are a handful where it's like, that is so well done and I love it so much and I'm not going to watch it. Like, <laughs> I've seen it once. I'm glad I did. Uh, maybe once every several years, I'll go back. Um, like, Gerald's Game, I talk about a lot of the time as being my favorite Stephen King movie, but I've only seen it twice. It's amazing how good that movie is. It's so good, but it made me uncomfortable, and I don't watch it. Like <laughs> That book, I read the book. And one of, you, know, you know I don't read books, but I did read that one, and... When I heard they were making a movie, I thought, there's no way that you can make that a movie. Like, it's just impossible. But they did such a good job with that. Mike Flanagan's awesome. Mike Flanagan. And that was one of the reasons, because I watched, one of the reasons I watched Hush was because I had been waiting for Gerald's Game. It's based off of one of, like, my all-time favorite books. And I and it's so scary and so unsettling. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no way that they can do a psychological horror movie that's in real time. This woman being on a bed yeah. like there's no way. And so I, 
when I saw that Mike Flanagan had another movie on Netflix, I was like, well, let's see what this guy can do. And then I was really impressed with Hush. And I was like, well, all right. And then Gerald's game was better. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Well, for my part, I can tell you that I will never watch Devil's Reject again unless I am (laughs) uh, forced to in some weird way for this show or this horror life or some other fucking stupid show. Hear that, Ghost? Patreon pick next month is just Devil's Rejects again. I do not. I, for the life of me, don't understand why anybody would like this movie or enjoy this experience or think it was something that was entertaining. Um, I don't like, I don't like, I, I enjoy horror movies. I've said before, slasher movies, that's my favorite subgenre. But there's still something about slasher movies uh, or any horror movie. I don't like it when they cross that line and just become cruel for the sake of being cruel. And I think that's what this movie is. And I can't, you know, uh, when the movie starts to enjoy the cruelty and the violence that it's inflicting on people, that's when I check out. And I think that's all this movie is. I'm not even going to argue with you there. Like, I'm someone that if a movie can make me... There are exceptions to this. There are movies that have made me uncomfortable that I have just hated. Um, But if a movie can make me, like, that feel anything that strongly, especially, like, I, then I kind of have to give it credit. Um, And it, you know, I didn't tap out of this one. um, And I'm kind of impressed with it for that exact reason. But it's it's not an experience that's for everyone you know i i like it because it's rare it it doesn't happen very often where i i get this uncomfortable with a film right but it's not an experience it's i i can't describe it as an enjoyable experience like even to this day i can't really say that i like devil's rejects you know yeah i mean i and again um i don't i'm not entirely down on it as a film the filmmaking, the direction, its it looks great. I mean, like I said, I think it's probably the best movie that Rob Zombie's made. Uh, it looks fantastic. I think the performances are all very good, except for the Mother Firefly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like a lot of the characters, but I think Rob Zombie's not a very good writer. And <laughs> that's just my opinion. I think that's probably where most of my most of his faults lie or his biggest faults. Uh, I think the soundtrack is amazing. Like, there are so many songs that I just love in this movie. I actually, uh, on my notes, the soundtrack is very good, especially in comparison to Book of Shadows. I just wanted to talk yeah, to you about that. Yeah, it does, it does beat Book of Shadows there. But again, I would watch Book of Shadows five times before I would watch this again. You know, and by the way, I also happen to really like Elvin Bishop's Fooled Around and Fell in Love. And I don't think that makes me whatever. I, I, I don't want to repeat the derogatory term that Otis used, oh. uh, but that's a cool <laughs> song and uh, Otis can suck it because that song. Damn. Ass. <laughs> wow. All right. Otis and I also going back real quick to, to the assertion that Otis is a badass. I'm not so sure that he really is. I think it's really easy to be a badass when you're in a hotel room full of frightened women with a gun. I think he thinks he's a badass. Yeah. Like, Badass might have been the wrong term, but I mean, you guys know what I mean. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck, you know. No, I'll give you that. Yeah, he does not give one fuck. I'll give you that. You know? Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here preaching everything Otis did was sunshine and rainbows by any means. 
And I also hated the scene with uh, Captain Spaulding uh, stealing the car at the gas station by beating up that woman and then, you know, scaring the shit out of her kid. Like, I don't know. This whole thing is just awful. It's just misery. This entire movie is just misery. And I don't understand how anybody can like that. Uh, speaking of misery and Captain Spaulding both, uh, this is a note that I had. Um, I haven't said this uh, since my review for Stitches, but there is way too much clown sex. Uh, I took that <laughs> about 15 minutes into the movie. Uh, why did we have to see that? Well, Stitches is funny, though. Stitches was great. Yeah, um, it had too much clown movie. sex. My my only complaint about Stitches, and I did not like, I had completely, every time I watch Devil's Rejects, I completely block out that uh, we have yeah. to see Captain Spaulding in bed. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love Sigd Hegg, but there were certain things I didn't need to know about the man. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're out of your mind. We've got a lot of responses on Twitter saying how <laughs> great this is. I'm not going to go through People them love all. It. People love it. I, I have no idea why. I really think that there are a lot of people who stretch to find something in this movie that I just don't see that, and I don't think is there. I know you're not going to do it, but one day you should watch this because I feel like you're going and expecting rules, and this is not going to happen on this thing. You know, but it, it's not even about rules. It's it's just about not enjoying it. Like if the to me, I don't get the point of this movie. I don't see what Rob Zombie is trying to tell me or what he's trying to convey to me as an audience member. If I don't understand his message, then I'm just stuck with two hours of miserableness that I don't. Why would I subject myself to that? Well, they are the devil. I mean, there's also, you know, I, I kind of get what he's going you know, The devil's rejects. They're so bad that even the devil wouldn't take them. You know, they're all right. I, you know, I get that, but. I don't know, man. I just, I'm not mad at him. I'm really not. No, I wish he would make a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the monsters will be it. God, I yeah. hope he doesn't take the monsters and put them in a fucking trailer park. <laughs> I'm waiting for a uh, Southern Monsters. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Fucking Herman Monsters is going to be like, what the fuck, Eddie? <laughs> Jesus that was such a weird thing because I was like, like, who thinks that they can do something different to the monsters that needs done? And then I saw it was Rob Zombie, and it's like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just... It's know. gotta be a train wreck, right? But, like, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I just, I, I hope he just makes a, just make a movie. Just make... Uh, I, I do think this is the best movie that he's made as a director. Oh, great. That, uh, mm. I think his best right. movie, the one that I like the most, is Lords of Salem because it is the closest to being a subtle horror movie and he's really good at that and I wish he would do more of that because he has no subtlety in anything else that he does and um, I think maybe it's time that we get some we 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 get it with the hillbillies and you know the <laughs> bullshit let's try something different you made Michael Myers a hillbilly for God's sake I don't need that yeah he sure <laughs> did do that huh yeah, he, he did. So, you know, uh, but I, I think Lords of Salem is probably my favorite of his movies. I don't it's not great. Uh, but I do think as a director, Devil's Rejects is probably his best um, technically. 
Like, I mean, he hits every note with the, the look of the film and the soundtrack and everything else. Uh, just what, the story sucks. Once you explained what you were talking about, uh, just like from a technical standpoint, I think I have to agree with you. I think Devil's Rejects is the best. I'm talking, yeah, purely from a technical standpoint. Because I was about to fight you, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, from a technical standpoint, I, I have yeah. to agree. You're going to have to take a number behind Jason Blum. <laughs> I, uh, I really like, I, I still, and I think I might be the only Rob Zombie fan that feels this way. I still like House of a Thousand Corpses better. I sh- that's one that I, I know that I should probably rewatch because I haven't seen it since it was new, but I didn't like it. And I do have complaints about it. Like, it wasn't a perfect movie. The end also did not land. Uh, it, they tried no. to do too much. It was too ambitious. I get it. It had problems. But I think it had it, it had a lot of those, like, just deeply uncomfortable moments that landed without mm-hmm. the entire movie. Like, there was still a plot. There were still people to root for. There were some very memorable shots. And it was there was, like, that kind of spooky quality to it that felt a little bit more... Like the kind of horror that, especially at the time that I went in for, and I, you know, it kept me guessing. I was thinking about it a lot more. I still think about it to this day in like my day to day life. I think about it a lot more than Devil's Rejects. <laughs> You're I, weird. Critically, it was not nearly well, like nearly as well done, but it was. And also, Rain Wilson as Fishman was just, it was good. It was like Rain Wilson. And let me ask you guys this because I didn't quite get this character at all in this movie and it's probably because i don't remember house of a thousand corpses the giant mongoloid guy tiny who saves them from the burning fire uh, how who the fuck what is that what is that about who is that guy that's tiny that's their brother oh well thanks for clearing that up it's tiny it's tiny (laughs) uh that was pretty much his job in house of a thousand corpses also was to be around he, okay, he's so, kind so of like he the, is in House of a Thousand Corpses. He is. Okay, all right. That, that one is a, a massive blind spot that I have thought to myself, I need to revisit, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it better than it just it was it was good. I liked it. Mm, I do think it, you're a weirdo if you're walking around in your daily life thinking about House of a Thousand Corpses. I do. Just so you know. <laughs> I think about Rain Wilson being a fish man and it just Totally judging you over here. That's fine. Uh, wait, he's a fish man? <laughs> he's a fish man. A fish boy, I'm sorry. Fish? Like he's a, uh, he's a fish boy. <laughs> like the shape of water kind of fish boy? No, like oh. they take his torso and put it on like a giant... I Like, I don't even know where they got a fish bottom that large, but like oh. half man, half fish. And then it was like, I don't know why it was one of the dumbest shots of the entire film, but they're just like now presenting a fish boy, but it was oh. Rain Wilson. And it just like every yeah. time that makes me laugh. I, I do like Rain Wilson, but um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's probably I, it's a movie I know I should rewatch, but I really don't want to. So I haven't. <laughs> I don't uh, know, man. I don't know. I always looked at House of a Thousand Corpses as like him learning to make a movie, you and, know? And, and I think I've heard him say that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. There's a yeah. lot more. As crazy as uh, <laughs> the Devil's Rejects gets, there's a hell of a lot more structure in that some bitch than there was in the House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. And, and I will say this, as much flack as I give Rob Zombie, um, everything that I say about him pertains to him as a director, because I, I have listened to, to a number of interviews with him. 
and he seems like the nicest guy in the world. Like he just seems like an awesome dude. Um, so I always feel bad talking shit about his movies, but they're just not good. So, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about that. I, I don't know what the hell else to say to you, Rob. I really don't. You're out of your mind. You're not going to convert me on this. <laughs> oh, one. I know. I'm it it well comes aware. down to, uh, you know, basically, um, I feel uh, things for other people and don't like to see them tortured, and you do. And uh, that's the <laughs> difference between us. Uh, maybe, you're, quite possibly. You're a soulless person, and uh, I'm kind and loving. Yeah, okay. Well, huh. <laughs> speaking of watching people suffer, you want to do the port noise so I can really piss you off? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have anything else? To, no. Like, we we could talk. Like, there's so much to talk about with this movie. We could talk about it forever, but you know, like, we're not gonna change Rob's mind on this one. I'm just scared because you you seem to be coming in really hot with the point, Nori. Oh, red <laughs> you hot. seem ready. Oh, I am. Who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Go first. All right. You ready for this, Rob? No, I'm hearing you. I'm gonna give the Devil's Rejects a Portnoy score of an eight point three. I'm sorry, I think my internet dropped out. It sounded like you said 8.3. Uh, what'd you say? Uh, yeah, that's what I said, 8.3. Chat, the internet went out again. <laughs> what? 8.3, I'm so sorry. Yep. That, uh, yeah. Give it that's, 8.3. that's not a real score for this movie, but all right. It is. It's not. It's way too high. That is way too high. You're giving weight. You're, you're one of those people who's trying to find something in this movie that's not there. No, but, I okay. mean it. All right, Kat, what do you got? Uh, I you're gonna be mad at me. Um, oh eight point three. No, uh, not that <laughs> high. But I I am going to give it like a seven point one. Yes. Okay. It does what mm-hmm. it's trying to do. I think it's very good at it. I think it's very effective. Uh, technically, it's very beautiful. I like the soundtrack. Um, and I'm looking forward to not watching it again now that I've given it <laughs> seven point one. <laughs> and in another ten years, we'll we'll revisit this one, but. Yeah. Um, I am giving it a 3.3. Oh, Jesus, Rob. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I do think the direction is very good. I do think the soundtrack kicks ass. I do like the performances, but all of it is for absolutely nothing. This movie offers nothing. It gives me nothing. It is two hours of unpleasantness that unfolds on a screen in front of my eyes. And I will absolutely never watch this again unless forced to uh, by means beyond my control. I don't think that anyone should like this movie, but apparently people do. And I will never understand why. (laughs) That's fucked up, man. You really, you really (laughs) should be ashamed of yourself. Like, for real. I thought that was high. Like, I thought I was coming in on the high end. I I am a little bit surprised. Uh... I thought about my portnoy while I was watching the movie this time, and I thought I was going to be like in the dead center of. I I, I thought Rob was going to go a little bit lower, actually, and I thought Mikey was going to be higher. I'm I'm surprised we were all as objective <laughs> as we were. Damn man, that spite work is what that is. That's being spiteful. Now I am uh, pleasantly surprised that that means this movie is not slasher radio approved. It is not, as it pulls in a score of six point two. Shit. That's uh, heartbreaking. I, I fully expected this one to be slasher radio approved no matter what I gave it. <laughs> like I thought I was gonna have to give it like a negative four. <laughs> but yeah, I just uh look, if you enjoy it, more power to you, but I don't understand it and uh honestly I don't think I wanna know you. Damn man. 
I don't even know that that's messed up. No, there's just nothing there. I mean, there's no, I don't know. There's no humanity to it at all. No, it's just violence for the sake of violence. I don't, I'm not interested. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Well, damn, man, I, that you really should be ashamed for that one. That's the most fucked up thing. Other than making us watch Blair Witch, I think you've done on this show. <laughs> I will sleep well tonight, my friend. Mm. I think after me having to watch this movie, you guys should all be glad that you saw Blair Witch 2. That's not uh-huh. right. It was, a, it was a chance for you to reevaluate a film. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I'm glad that that's over and we can all move on with our lives. Until next month's Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Just make it something decent, people. We're going to have to end this whole Patreon thing. Psycho Goreman wasn't that bad. It was fun. It was a fun time. <sighs> it, was all, it was okay. It was okay. Underwater would have been a good pick. Well, Underwater didn't get enough votes. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to stop this voting, and I'll just pick the movie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Clearly, Jesus the Patreons don't know what they want. Jesus Lord, no, please. I think they know exactly what they want, and it's to bother you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for you to suffer. Bunch of dickheads. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, go uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, speaking of Patreon, uh, this was a Patreon pick. We appreciate you guys for participating, for supporting us. Um, we really can't thank you enough for doing that. Yeah, man, I, I, I said it last time, I hope we get a little more interaction and participation in these Patreon picks and everything else that we're doing. Can I, can I throw something out real quick? Uh, but we're geniuses and decided to start a Patreon in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when, when a lot of people don't have a lot of money. I know. Uh, and, I, and I get that. So, you know, if, if you can't support the show through Patreon, but you would still like to support us in a way that doesn't cost you anything. You can leave reviews on iTunes yes. or whatever podcast app that you have because they have some weird algorithm. I don't quite understand how it works, but those reviews mean a world of difference. They really for do. Us and, and, and getting the show visible. So, you know, I get it. If you don't have the cash, you got to take care of yourself first. I understand that, you know, uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't cost you anything to leave a five star review for us. Uh, it'll make Mikey happy. I won't read it. So whatever. I'll read it. Yeah, I will. But, <laughs> but uh, that uh, that is a, a great way to to support the show as well. And you know, if you have the money and you want to become a Patreon, we're putting out a ton of content for for Patreons only. Absolutely. Uh, if you're missing the Easter egg, that's where it is on Patreon. Uh, also, the <laughs> I, I feel like this should be mentioned. I listened back to last week's show, mm-hmm. and I I do want to say. Um, Kudos to us. I really do think that last week's show was very good, uh, despite the movie topic. You're welcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but the, the, I just want to mention, unless it's a live read where you hear us actually reading an advertisement, we don't have control over what ads are played. And I did see that uh, uh, apparently... Fan side, it went pretty ham with the NFL ads. I'm just going <laughs> to say that, uh, you know, it, that that's the way it is, guys. You know, like we're doing the show for free and, uh, it, you know, ads help us stay around. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to listen to the ads, you can go to Patreon. And, you know, you won't have to listen to the ads. And yeah, not for nothing, this fast forward button for a reason if you can't. So there's that. Uh, so, yeah, th- just check it. It's, it's free to look, too. Go check it out. Patreon, make your decision there. And like Rob said, that's a very good point, Rob. Yeah, if you can, if you leave us a review, you know, like you, you say, so many people sit and listen to the show every week. Like, take five seconds out. Five mm-hmm. seconds. All it take. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, those reviews are a big help. Um, and the Patreon, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff over there. A lot of uh, the Lord Humphrey Audio Entertainment Network shows are going out over there. That's a lot of fun. I know, Kat, you've been doing. <laughs> so that's me, huh? Wow. Um, Kat, you've been doing the uh, movie title reveals over there. Yeah. Let people know uh, what movies are coming up so you can uh, watch along with us. God help you if you had to watch this. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> you didn't apologize last week. Uh, although you voted for it if you're a Patreon, you dumbass. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of great perks. There's like, like merchandise and stuff, I guess. Yes. I don't know. I don't really understand how it works. I'm just. Yes, there is a tier where you get uh, every three months. Uh, you have to be subscribed, obviously, for three months. You will receive merch. And uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra, nothing like that. It just comes with supporting us. Uh, I believe this month is a poster. And that's my face, right? No, I. Although that that'll be a hell of a, yeah, that does have to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, that'll be coming, guys. That'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know about that. Yeah. Start. Start. Uh, brushing up on your fake mustache. Yeah. People are gonna skills. draw mustache. People are gonna draw dicks on there and everything else. <laughs> I was. I was gonna say I would go more for the penis. Yeah. yeah. I'd draw a penis yeah. for sure. Huge. Huge. Uh, uh, yeah, guys. So just, you know, go check it out and, you know, just, just help us out. You know, we provide you with what we can every week and, you know, just help us out, whether it's through Patreon or reviews, even, even voicemails, not for nothing. You know, like we like that interaction, leave a voicemail, just interact with us, Twitter, whatever. And, um, that would be at slasher radio on Twitter. All of our shit, including the Patreon is at, uh, slasher radio.com along with all our interviews and all that other shit. Uh, by the way, out of all the things for like we the our interview with damian maffey has been getting a lot of views lately oh yeah no idea why Hmm. (laughs) no idea why it was great great conversation with damian we appreciate him he's he's a great guy and i actually just saw that he's going to be at a convention that's kind of near here oh um yeah damian maffey was he was a great guy that was a fun conversation i'm trying to think if he's got something coming out or something maybe that's driving people that way no idea yeah. but other than our uh, other than last week's episode it's the highest listened episode and it's been that way for like a few weeks i'm like what the fuck's going on well yeah. we got to get him back on the show apparently he yeah, brings right. in the numbers <laughs> shit at uh, all the tony todd doug bradley fucking all these people we've had uh, harry manfredini uh, damien maffey mm. yeah fair enough uh people like what they like so yeah, you can go ch- check out our interview with Damian Maffei. <laughs> he like he's not worthy. He's no. a great interview. He's a cool dude. I love Damian Maffei. Yeah, it was a lot of fun talking to him. Amazing conversation, but it's just bizarre that out of all the things, I think Damian would agree. Out of all the things to, and it, dude, I'm telling you, I've been noticing this for like a month. Huh. Yeah. It's, see, it's <laughs> really fucking weird. Dude, I don't know why. I, I don't know what made that interview because I know there was some stuff he said and then later he was kind of like, can you cut that out? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he's done that twice, by the yeah. way. Both times yeah. he's on the show. 
I had to cut him saying some things. So, <laughs> yeah. really like Damian Buffet. Uh, uh, yeah, so go check us out on all that shit, and you can check me out at Mikey's Dead. I'm on uh, Twitter at Radio Rob One Two Three, and you can uh, listen to my other show, This Horror Life, wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Yeah, I am going to start doing that uh, the review for This Horror Life, which will also be on Patreon soon. So <laughs> all five stars, I'm sure. That might be weekly at the rate we're going. Fun <laughs> fucking Italian. Uh, Cat, where is that was a little Easter egg for Mike. Kit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cat Valor. Oh, sorry, Cat underscore Valor, V O L E U R. Uh, you can also check out the personal essay that I wrote for Divination Hollow uh, for Pride and Horror Month. Ooh. Wait, what? What is this? What? I did a, I, I, here's the thing that what? you do, Cat. You do stuff and don't tell anybody about it. And it kind of pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> so here's the thing I submit uh, about. A dozen things a week, and then I'm always the last person to know when they come out. <laughs> uh, and you can see, you can look at the timestamp. While you guys were recording the Patreon thing this week, I was just learning that it had published. Um, That's <laughs> awesome. I'm always the last person to know about stuff. Um, <laughs> Where was this published now? What's going on? Uh, Divination Hollow. Okay, what is that? Uh, it is a speculative fiction blog. Uh, they Ooh. do mostly reviews, but they've been doing like essays and um, articles for Pride and Horror Month. Awesome. I would check so. it out if I had any idea how the hell to spell that. Uh, d- Divination <laughs> Hollow. It's it's very yeah, phonetic. No, it's no I'm sure. Kat, you're going to tweet it at some point, right? I, I did actually there tweet you go. it. Yeah. Um, well, as soon as I learned that I was being featured. Yeah, uh, I have that, her muted, so. This one, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> And post a lot of D&D stuff, and you don't look spoiled for the <laughs> Roll for Initiative. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, d- d- definitely check that out. I'm definitely going to give that a look. Um, and Blood Binge, no? Oh, and Blood Binge! Um, I, I only gave myself one plug. I gave myself, like, a one <laughs> plug minimum, because I'm always doing weird shit. <laughs> uh, she said weird shit. <laughs> but I write for Blood Binge on YouTube. Check us out. We'll make you mad. Apparently. certainly works on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on a best to worst remakes, Rob. You're going to be furious. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, that's it, guys. So go check us out on all that stuff. Support the show, damn it. And we will catch you next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.